Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 152, and uh, today's blog is um, about podcasting. So, you know, super self-referential situation here. I'm podcasting about podcasting. There's actually a whole podcast that's like people talking about other podcasts. I, I listened to an episode of it, uh, <laughs> but it was just too inside baseball for me. But listen, that's where we are now. We're, we're podcasting about podcasting. I mean, in this case, I wrote about podcasting, and now that blog is becoming a podcast. So there's at least a couple of layers of happy remove. In any case, I realized that this blog could use a little bit of context for my international listeners. Hello, international listeners. Um, so one of the uh, important players in this um, blog is something called NPR, which is National Public Radio. I didn't explain any of that in the blog, um, and I'm guessing most people who read it are American and are familiar with NPR, but I realize that m many of my listeners are from, from afar. So um, NPR might not mean anything to you. <laughs> um, National Public Radio is basically one of the few publicly funded things that goes on in this country uh, in terms of, you know, cultural content. Um, we have public, we have one public kind of television station called PBS, and then we have the National Public Radio, which is NPR. It's our half-assed version of the BBC, maybe, if that it provides a little bit of context. And I don't mean that as an insult to NPR. I just mean, like, the BBC is actually publicly funded, whereas the National Public Radio is sort of um, half-assedly funded. <laughs> it's not about the quality of what happens there so much as how little support they, they receive directly. Um, they, they do a lot of um, public fund drives and whatnot. Anyway, none of that is that important for... Um, this blog, but it, it, it probably is helpful to get a sense of uh, one of the things I'm mad about in this, in this blog. Um, the NPR, National Public Radio, has been a really great uh, producer of podcasts, and I think a lot of the big hit podcasts that are coming out of this country have started at, uh, at national public radio institutions. So, um, here in New York, our public radio station is WNYC. Um, and they have a, a studio, which I think may sort of, I don't know how it all works. It's part of NPR, but it's not part of NPR. It's, I, I don't actually, I need to like go deep on the journalism on this to really figure that out. Um, but it's significant to this post because there's a podcast that was made at WNYC for NPR called Note to Self, um, which plays a big part in, in this blog. So I think that gives you everything you need to know. Um, so I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. It is called The Podcast Drama That No One Is Talking About. Last year... One of my favorite podcasts stopped updating. I didn't worry too much about it. Many podcasts are uneven in their production. They stop and start. I'm used to it. But then, while trying to decide if I should go to the Work It Women's Podcasting Convention, 
I looked at the list of speakers and saw the host of that missing podcast, note to self, was listed as the host of something else entirely. Zigzag. The case of the missing podcast was both solved and begun, both in that moment. I googled, I searched, I listened to the new podcast and read the few news articles I could find on the mysterious movements of podcaster Manush Zomorodi. It felt like a scandal to me. The host of a popular public radio show abandoned it for the wilds of a startup corporation and or business podcast? Isn't this news? I really thought there would be talk about it somewhere, but no one seemed to care. Zigzag was not nearly as good a show as the show Zamorodi left. I listened to a few episodes, and even though it was made by the same people as Note to Self, it just wasn't interesting to me. At all. The central premise of it seemed to be, look at us, crazy people, leaving our secure public radio jobs to go out on our own, experiment with cryptocurrency, and make something for money. They seemed to suggest that there was some Me Too action going on over at their former job, but they never came out and explained anything about what was actually happening there. It was all super vague for a couple of journalists with mad storytelling skills, so it mostly felt like they left because they thought they could cash in elsewhere. As a person who has never had a secure job, much less a public radio one, I couldn't help shaking my head at the surprise these women seemed to constantly be experiencing out in the big bad freelance world. While I listened to Zigzag, my brain just kept responding to it with, no shit, Sherlock. Newsflash, starting a business is hard. Freelancing isn't easy. I felt like I should have been their target demographic. I was, after all, a loyal listener to their previous podcast, a big supporter of women, and an advocate for creative life choices, but I found their new podcast ridiculous. And it made me a little mad, too. Because the promise of public radio is that it is for the public. It is funded by the public. I myself contributed to Manush the Marodi's public radio show. I wasn't a regular donor. I couldn't afford to be. But I really believed in what they were doing. So when Zomorodi and Poyant went off to try the wilds of the cryptocurrency corporate world, I felt a bit betrayed. I put my trust in public radio, and it just up and sold out. And weirdly, despite all of this happening within the news media, there was no news about it. Are podcasts still so niche? I don't know. I'm not sure that millions and millions of dollars going to podcast companies now suggests a genre no one cares about. Anyway, the cryptocurrency that ZigZag focused on went nowhere, and I guess the podcast did too. Next thing I knew, Zomorodi was hosting another show, IRL, that was very similar to Note to Self. Previously, I'd started listening to IRL, a show sponsored by Mozilla, a nonprofit, and then all of a sudden the old host was gone and Manoush Zomorodi was hosting it. Turns out Mozilla had fired the previous host, Veronica Belmont, and brought in Zomorodi, who had recently been a guest on the show. IRL basically became note to self for that season. So much drama <laughs> that no one was acknowledging! So, 
The body count thus far for this adventure included one public radio podcast and one nonprofit podcast host, and maybe even a nonprofit podcast? But this saga was not over, friends. No, it was not. Because a few weeks ago, an announcement showed up in the Note to Self podcast feed. Note to Self was coming back. It had been bought by the podcast startup Luminary, and it would be producing the show on its platform in association with WNYC Studios and Stable Genius Productions. That's Zomorodi's and Poyant's media company created for the Zigzag podcast. Manoush is hosting. I don't know what's happened to the IRL podcast. Will Veronica Belmont get her job back? Luminary is a private podcasting company that is putting all of its exclusive content behind a paywall. It's spending lots of money to produce shows like Note to Self in the hopes that people will pay a subscription fee to listen to them. So, a show that was developed with public money is now no longer public. It is still co-produced by WNYC Studios, which, if not the actual public radio station, is a part of it. This has happened with multiple public radio shows. Gimlet Media, which Spotify purchased for over $200 million, was created by two former podcasters from WNYC Public Radio. I don't feel great about public funds being the on-ramp for corporate podcasting. I don't begrudge radio folk making their money, but I'm starting to feel used and betrayed by this flight from public radio. I'm a lot less inclined to support it if it's going to just disappear into the corporate stratosphere. And while the one note-to-self episode that Luminary has released into the old feed is interesting and worth listening to, I'll be damned if I'm going to pony up cash to a mega-million startup company after being jerked around like this by the host over the last year. As an indie podcaster myself... I am concerned about the way the field is evolving. Are corporations gutting public radio? Are they thinking public radio doesn't matter anymore? Think again. In a Facebook group I'm in, someone asked for podcast recommendations, and nearly every recommendation in the hundreds of comments was actually an NPR show. I hope all these mega, mega corporate podcast companies realize and understand the debt that they owe to public radio and find ways to funnel a little something back to them. I mean, this indie one-woman podcast maker would happily take a deal at Gimlet or Luminary or Wondery or wherever. But even I, who have never been on the radio, recognize that I owe a debt to the public radio that I listen to and from which I learned by example. So this this post kind of took a while because I was obsessed with this drama and then just more drama kept happening. Uh, it was it, It's very funny because I feel like new developments would happen and here in my apartment it was like the biggest news and nowhere else. <laughs> like every time something would happen and we'd do some, do some Googling, nothing, no news. Nothing, nothing about it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the numbers are. Like, who's listening to Note to Self? Who's listening to Zigzag? 
I don't know. There was a New York Times article about it when they first went to ZigZag, apparently, which I didn't know about at the time, um, but discovered it when I saw that advertisement in the podcast convention catalog. Um, Anyway, it's just funny to me that what is, you know, incredibly compelling gossip in my apartment is apparently not interesting to anybody else. But I, maybe it is. I don't know. So I had to talk about it because I, I also feel like we have to think about how these things get funded. It's important. Um, and, you know, it, like it makes a difference. There's, a, there's um, a few podcasts I've been listening to lately on the Wondery Network. And I know that they're on the Wondery Network because they tell me 17 million times during the course of every episode. And they also have so much advertising. <laughs> It's gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't think I want to listen to another show on their network just because it's so heavily advertised. And there's there's one ad that they have that's like, did you know that podcasts are a business? And I was like, well, yeah, I worked that out. Thank you for telling me 17 times. But also, like, they don't have to be, right? If they're publicly funded by a public radio station, for example... Then, uh, then they don't have to have all of this advertising. You can just mention a sponsor once and then be done with it. Anyway, I have thoughts, obviously. <laughs> um, so, hey, from this indie podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So if you, if you feel like supporting this indie podcast, um, that would be amazing. Um, there are two reviews on iTunes, which is great. Thank you so much. Uh, or maybe it's Apple podcast or whatever, whatever, whatever that location is called. Thank you for that. Um, it, it means that those numbers display and it gets labeled as a five-star podcast. So that is helpful. Thank you. Anyone else who wants to join that, um, campaign, <laughs> please do. Uh, I would really appreciate it. It would be great to, you know, get a few more listens of, on the, a few more ears on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, uh, downloading, subscribing, all of those things. Uh, you can join my mailing list at emilyrainbowdavis.com. You could become a patron on Patreon, which is high-level support, like the best. Uh, that is patreon.com slash emilyrdavis. Um, all of these links are in the show notes. So if you feel like, hey, sl- slow down with that, it, it's all in there. You can just link straight to it. Um, also, there's PayPal and Kofi. Any way you feel like you want to throw your support my way is awesome. It could just be cheering at home, and I appreciate that too. So thank you. Um, so today's song, it, it, <laughs> I was trying to think about what I could do. And I was like, in a way, it's about radio and how, um, you know, radio support is supporting podcasting in this country and has supported podcasting in this country. Um, And I uh, I appreciate the radio. And so I thought, oh, what song shall I do? And I was like, surely I've done Nancy Griffiths listen to the radio before because it's a song that's been in my you know, playing it for myself repertoire for, for years and years. And it turns out I haven't recorded it. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I must not have. So I finally recorded Listen to the Radio by Nancy Griffith for you. Um, and 
yeah, the radio is great. Three cheers for the radio, right? I mean, some of it is not great. Some of it is terrible. But some of it is great. Anyway, that's that. This is my love song to the to the radio, uh, written by Nancy Griffith. Um, enjoy. Mississippi with the radio. Mm-hmm. 